Coyote Brings Fire After the sun, the moon and the stars are placed in the sky. Days and nights are made, as well as the four seasons. The weather changed and it was no longer agreeable. It became too warm or too cold. This was hard on the first people, since they still lived in brush dwellings or in caves. The people started complaining about the weather, but didn't know what to do. Coyote also felt the cold, since he lived in his too large den. He would sit outside and warm himself in the sun, but when he would return to his den, it was much too cold. He became angry and said, What use is my house if it's too cold to live in? Then he thought about Fireman's Mountain. It was always warm there, maybe even sometimes too warm. But he thought if he could just have a spark of that fire, maybe that would keep him warm. But being the coyote he was, he did not want to make the journey to Fireman's Mountain. It was too far, and it was uphill, and Fireman was a mean man. He also had guards that protected his mountain. Coyote wondered who he could entice to go up and bring fire back down for him. He decided to visit his friends to see how they were doing in this cold weather. He went to Badger Mesa first, to see Badger. When he got to Badger's home, he noticed that Badger had put a stone slab in front of his door to keep out the cold wind. He moved the stone and Badger yelled at him to put the stone back in place to keep out the cold. Coyote noticed that it was warm in Badger's house because it was small, and Badger, his wife, and his three children were keeping each other warm by being close together. Coyote asked Badger if he noticed it was getting colder and colder. Badger said he noticed that he had collected enough food for his family to hopefully last through this cold season. He had also collected grass to put on the floor to keep it dry. Coyote was not happy. He wanted Badger to be miserable with him. He asked Badger, What am I going to do? My house is too big and the cold air goes through one door and out the other. Badger told him, You're the one who wanted a big house. A small house would have been warmer. Coyote said that he thinks that a fire would help everyone, and asked Badger if he could help him get a spark of that fire. Badger told him no. He was happy, and he was warm in his house, so Coyote left in a huff and went to see Skunk. When he got to Skunk's house, he noticed that Skunk had put a pile of leaves to block his door. Coyote made a tunnel through the leaves and finally entered Skunk's den. The room was filled with Skunk's wife and his twelve children. He noticed it was very warm in the den, but there was no room for him to sit, so he had to stand in the doorway. He asked Skunk if he had noticed that it was getting colder and colder. Skunk said he noticed. That was why he had collected leaves for his family to sleep on, to keep the cold from coming in and through his doorway. Coyote asked Skunk if he could go with him to Fire Mountain to get a spark, so that he could keep everybody warm. Skunk was mad and said, I don't want to go to Fire Mountain. I don't need fire to keep my family warm. Coyote knew he couldn't change Skunk's mind, so he shuffled through the leaves and went to see Gopher. When he got to Gopher's house, he couldn't find a door. There were just mounds of loose sand everywhere. He knew Gopher and his family were home because he could hear them crunching on nuts inside. Gopher, let me in. I need to talk to you. Gopher told him that he couldn't let him in from his side, otherwise the sand would fall into Gopher's house. Gopher told him to dig his way into his house if he wanted to come in. Coyote was too lazy to dig, so he yelled at Gopher. I'm not going to dig my way in, but if you get cold and freeze to death, don't blame me. I was only trying to bring you a spark of fire. Gopher laughed at Coyote. He said, I won't freeze. I have moss to keep my family warm, and I have plenty of pinon and seeds to keep us fed until it gets warm again. So, Coyote turned away and left. Was he the only one that did not have a warm bed and food stored away? Now he was going to go see Mole, but Mole would be sleeping, and no amount of yelling would wake him. So, visiting Mole would be useless. He wondered who else he could help get him a spark of fire from Fire Mountain. He needed someone who could run. He knew he could outrun anyone, but he didn't feel like running. Maybe somebody who could fly through the air. Then he thought, oh, why didn't I think of this before? 
the birds are the messengers I can use. They can fly to the top of Fire Mountain and snatch an ember and return before it burns out. So we left to seek the bird colony and find someone who was willing to go. We trotted south to the bird people. The bird people were not prepared for this cold weather, but their country in the south wasn't as cold as the north part where Coyote lived. Owl and Eagle didn't mind the cold, but the songbirds were very concerned, so they called a meeting. Hummingbird, Bluebird, Finch, Canary, and all the summer birds were there. All the summer birds were at this meeting and much noise was made as they were all talking at the same time. Coyote heard this racket from quite a distance and he made his way to the noise. As he walked up, he asked what the ruckus was all about. Finch answered, told him that it was getting colder and colder, the days were getting shorter. Coyote told Finch he was concerned about the same thing. He told the bird people that if they could help him, he would help to keep them warm throughout the cold season. Summer birds were so excited and gathered around Coyote to learn how they could help him. He told them there is only one warm place, and that's near Fire Mountain. If they can get a live ember, they'll be able to keep the homes warm. The bird people thought about this, but they did not think this was a good idea, because their houses were made of sticks and dry grass. Some left, but some still stayed to listen to Coyote to explain how to get the fire. He told the ones remaining it would take someone who had strong wings and could fly very fast. He had to be able to carry a stick and put one end of the stick into the flames and as soon as it lit up, to carry it quickly back before it extinguished. Flicker said it didn't sound too difficult and they wanted to be the one to try it. Coyote was excited. He went back to the first people to tell them that he had found someone to bring back fire to start their fires. The people gathered and decided it couldn't just be a single stick. A bundle would be better. So they took dry reeds and made a bundle of tight reeds woven together. The people said it'll light easily, but it's also going to burn slowly. The people went with Coyote to see Flicker start his journey to Fire Mountain. First woman told Flicker to be very quiet when he flew close to Fire Mountain, because Fireman would get very angry if he saw someone trying to steal the fire and would shoot arrows at him. Flicker was scared, but he knew he couldn't turn back. Flicker flew to Fire Mountain, but noticed there were two guards that were placed there to protect the mountain. The guards looked like big flies. They had eyes and smaller eyes inside of the bigger eyes. The guards saw Flicker, but they didn't move until Flicker got close to the flame with his bundle. They flapped their big wings and this caused sparks to fly into the air. The sparks burned the underside of Flicker's wings and he dropped the bundle. He hid from the guards and finally made his way back to the first people who were waiting for him. They didn't recognize him as he flew over them because the underside of his rings were red. First woman was concerned for her people and told the bird people that they needed someone who had very good sight and very powerful wings to try to get the fire. First woman noticed Hawk standing off to the side and asked him if he would try. Hawk was very vain. He had beautiful feathers with long wings and a beautiful white tail. He was pleased that first woman asked him. He strutted, preened in front of the other birds, and finally decided he would go. He said he would not bring back a tiny spark. He would bring back one of Fireman's fire arrows. He wasn't afraid. So Hawk flew to Fire Mountain, but flew way above it, looking for the two guards, but he couldn't see them anywhere. Suddenly, sparks started to fly towards him, but he couldn't see where they were coming from. So he got lower and lower, still not seeing the guards anywhere. Then, the guards appeared out of nowhere, and was so surprised at their appearance that he slowed down. But once they slowed down, they were able to get off shots of sparks at him. Hawk quickly flew away and back to first people. As he got closer to them, he could hear them shouting and pointing at him. He couldn't hear what they were yelling at until he landed. They came running to him and yelling, Your tail is red! Your tail is red! as they pointed at his tail. When Hawk looked back, he saw that all twelve of his beautiful white feathers he had had been burned to a yellowish red. 
From that day on, he was known as the Red-Tailed Hawk. When Hawk told his story to everyone, they didn't know what to do. Hawk told them that the guard's eyes were strange. Then Coyote came up with an idea. He went to First Omen and asked to make him a bundle and tie it to his tail. Then he ran to the salt marsh and grabbed salt crystals and placed them all inside of his mouth, inside of his cheeks. He also found several bright colored shells. Then he trotted off to Fire Mountain. It was evening by the time he got to Fire Mountain. He started singing softly before he got too close to the guards so he didn't spook them. I am Coyote. I wander, I wander around. I am Coyote. A troublemaker I am. A troublemaker I am. The guards heard the singing and the tinkling of the shells. They were curious to see who was brave enough to get near the mountain that they guarded. They saw Coyote and yelled at him and told him that they would burn him if he got any closer. Coyote told them he came as a friend and that he brought them gifts. The guards yelled that they didn't have friends and he better not get any closer. Coyote stood still but kept singing and shaking the shells. He told them it was magical singing and he was bringing them cold water to drink and soft sand to stand upon since they stood on hard rock all of the time. The song was nice to listen to and cold water and soft sand was very tempting to them. They asked Coyote what he wanted in return for these gifts. He told them nothing, just to stand by the warm fire if that was okay, since it was a very cold night. They told Coyote they saw no harm in allowing him to stand near the fire pit, so he made his way over to the fire with his back to it. They demanded their gifts. They also saw Coyote was standing too close to the fire and told him to back away from it. Coyote told them to come near so they could get their gifts. As they crept closer, he spit the salt crystals into their eyes. They screamed. Then Coyote swished his tail, which had the bundle tied to it. It went through the fire, then he started running down the mountain as fast as he could. Fireman heard all of this commotion, ran out, and started throwing fire arrows at Coyote. But Coyote zigged and zagged as he ran. The arrows missed him. Coyote finally made it back, out of breath, to First Woman, and collapsed at her feet. He told her she needed to quickly cut the ties to his tail or else he would fully light on fire. Squirrel quickly ran up and used his sharp teeth to cut the binding, but sadly, the tip of Coyote's tail, which used to be white, was now tipped with black from the fire. To this day, Coyote's long, bushy tail is still tipped with that black. It was a small price to pay to keep everybody warm, and Coyote had another story to tell.